At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. It's a busy Wednesday. Welcome in, everyone, to Football 24-7 with NFL insider John McMullen, presented by Stateside Vodka here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel on the big show to wrap up Wednesday night. Dan Campbell, um, his team is 0-7, yet the players are all 100% of the roster is buying in. We'll talk to John McMullen about Dan Campbell's phone press conference today. We'll also get the story from John on the meaning behind the flowers <laughs> from head coach Nick Sirianni. We'll talk about that. Uh, uh, Jalen Hurts back to work, taking all of the first team reps and a lot more, including a great article published in Philly Mag by Johnny Mack on Eagles Report. Johnny Mack, welcome in, brother. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. Yeah, Nick Sirianni. Quite the uproar over a flower uh, analogy. Um, John, would it be unfair for yes. me to, would it be unfair for me to ask you to set the stage, tell us what the question was, how did he describe the flower analogy? Is that going <laughs> overboard? <laughs> well, I think, you know, the, the reaction uh, to the flower analogy uh, was over the top. I, I got to be honest. I, I thought people were a little bit unfair. Um, you know, Nick is big on analogies to begin with, but, you know, I, I kind of just tweeted out. I mean, the last thing I want is Shane Steichen. The last thing I want is coach speak. So I wish these people would kind of settle down a little bit. Because the last thing I want is this guy going into a shell. You're just going to get less information, less insight on what's going around. But that's uh, that's neither here nor there. Uh, you know, I don't know how many people listen to the quotes um, in its entirety. I, you know, people jump on it on Twitter pretty quickly. Um, and, and basically, he was just saying the results aren't there, but like a flower, the roots are growing underneath that you can't see it. And, you know, hopefully it pops, uh, as he described it, uh, down the road. Um, it wasn't that bad of an analogy, but it's, you know, and I compared it to Ray Rhodes. If people have been around for a while, you mentioned Ray, you, you mentioned Ray Rhodes, his, probably his most yeah, famous quote. Yeah, is about when he compared 
uh, opponents coming into the family home and sodomizing the wife and children. That's what Philadelphia wants. They don't want to hear about Blowers. Uh, they don't want to hear about Blowers with their football team. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Do they win? Do they lose? Are people buying in? Are people not buying in? I well, that's where know. I think it matters a little bit, John, and only from this context. Listen, if Nick Sirianni wants to talk about flowers, so be it. Um, I want to know if some of the examples that kind of surfaced after the Raiders game on Sunday are any indication at all that some of those players on the roster are not buying in a.k.a. Fletcher Cox, verbalized it in the press conference. I think I heard you in a conversation this morning uh, with Jody Mack um, even reference um, the uncharacteristic frustration of Jason Kelsey, um, not, at the mo- not at the podium, not, not on a microphone, but on the fi- but but on the field in that one uh, in that one call it a scr- uh, call it a little bit of a scrum or whatever you want to call it um, <clears throat> are some of the players not buying in and maybe that's the method to the madness about the state about the flowers analogy I don't know I'm asking well I I you know I think on the best teams uh, you know Super Bowl winning teams. I always say this all the time. I I would say it with Carson Wentz and people would say, well, not everybody likes Carson Wentz. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not everybody did. You get 69 people together and guess what? They're not all going to like each other. That to me is common sense. Um, I know this, the the next 69 people giving me comments are not going to be positive. (laughs) I can tell you that I'm already getting heat for defending Nick Sirianni, uh, I'm not defending him. I'm just saying it's not a big deal, uh, the Blower analogy. But Jason Kelsey uh, spoke today as well, uh, and he talked about uh, that uh, moment of frustration in Vegas. And he admitted there's a lot – I'm trying to bring it up as we're talking here. He said there's a lot of frustration up to this point. I mean, when you – put a lot into your job when you put a lot into coming here every single day things get frustrating when you're not having the success the way you want and that always doesn't come out in the healthiest way and that played a part in in how we reacted on the field but as usual Jason also was asked it flat out is the team buying in and he said and, and I'll quote him again I mean, you don't really have a choice. If you want to be a good team, you're in it together. That's what being on a team is about. I think we have good leadership here. If guys weren't buying in, that would be a direct reflection of leadership, in my opinion. I think we have good players here, good people, good coaches. We're not producing the way we need to be. It's not showing up on the field the way it needs to. But the only way we're going to get better is by sticking together and continuing to fight. So he's putting sort of the mantle of buying in on the veteran leaders. Look, the yeah, it doesn't things- sound like it doesn't. That quote, though, doesn't necessarily sound like 
a full-blown ringing endorsement that everybody in the locker room is buying into what's happening, you know, in terms of the direction of the football team. I don't know. Well, he also went in, and again, I I bring up Jason because he's, you know, so well-spoken and he's so honest at times. and, And, you know, you saw him last week talking about Ben Simmons for interesting, for, uh, for example, um, you know, and he talked about, you know, Nick says doubling down all the time. Um, and he said, I mean, every coach, you don't come in and say, Hey guys, we're not going to double down this week. We're not going to try to get better. We're not going to try to focus on our mistakes. We're not going to try to improve on what we did last week. You know, he's right. Who does that? The doubling down is just we know what works. In other words, the fundamentals, that kind of stuff. The way to be successful is to improve all those things by continuing to iron out mistakes. Um, A lot of the stuff, what Jason Kelsey is saying, is common sense. I mean, not everybody is going to be happy um, in an NFL locker room. The two things are not mutually exclusive because Fletcher Cox is not happy changing schemes where he was used in a way that got him to five consecutive Pro Bowls and won him a Super Bowl in five years. That doesn't mean everybody's not buying in. It means Fletcher Cox is unhappy. So I don't think those two things are mutually exclusive. The vast majority of these players, and again, you're going to see continued turnover um, as the years go by. And there's not going to be very many uh, Peterson, Swartz uh, names in this locker room by next year, really. Uh, you're going to see a, a a pretty complete turnover. And then it's going to be Nick Sirianni's team and Jonathan Gannett's team. And that'll make a difference. And then there's certain guys. Jason Kelsey is one. I caught up with Brandon Graham today. Uh, Brandon's happy as ever. Um, You know, they really miss him. Um, And he joked that the fact that they're playing so poorly has bought him another year (laughs) because they're certainly going to want him back. Um, But, I mean, he's happy. Um, So I don't think Fletcher Cox is indicative of anything other than Fletcher Cox, to be honest. Football 24-7 with NFL insider John McMullen. We will get in and talk about uh, week number eight uh, as the Eagles go on the road. The Lions are 0-7. The Eagles are 2-5. One last thought, John, before we move off of that the context of that analysis and analogy. And this is just from a pure um, opinion from you based on your expertise. You've watched a lot of football in your career. Is this football team getting better each week? Uh, no, I don't think they are. Um, um, and that's disappointing. 
and that's the part. But I think most most of that, not all of it, but I think most of that is personnel related. Um, you know, I think if you had, and I've said it, um, a, you know, for about a week now, if they had a, a, a better quarterback and two linebackers, I think, you know, this team might be five and two instead of two and five. So I think most of it is personnel driven. I think it's a little bit disappointing. The coaching staff isn't as malleable as they was, they were sold as building schemes around the talent they have. I think if they did that, the defense would look more like it did under Jim Swartz, which people didn't like <clears> anyway. <throat> so I'm not sure that's a positive, but it would be better on the field. Um, and the offense would be a little bit more consistent as for its identity. We've been asking, we're in week seven. We don't, we're constantly asking the quarterback and the head coach, what's the identity of this offense? It has no identity. There's nothing foundational about it. And I think the herky jerky nature, look, they've had one good game plan. It was, it was the opening week at Atlanta. And a lot of that had to do with nobody knowing what to expect in the minute the Eagles offense got put on film. Nick Sirianni tried to, at first, I think he tried to put different things on film. You look at San Francisco in week two, instead of using what worked in Atlanta, he went a totally different direction because San Francisco was down a couple corners and tried the football down the field throw the football down the field with a quarterback who isn't accurate throwing the football down the field. And that was a disaster. And then from that point forward, it's been all over the place. There's no identity. So that part's disappointing. People should be disappointing about that. But again, I don't know what people were expecting with a rookie head coach, a rookie defensive coordinator, this young coaching staff, were they expecting Andy Reid at his height? I I don't know what they were expecting, I, other than growing pains. I understand the growing pains. I get learning on the job. I just wonder if a guy like Devontae Smith, your number one pick, your Heisman Trophy winner, I just wonder if Devontae Smith is not having the impact that he should be having or that fans expect him to be having seven games into the season. I get it. He's a rookie. I get it. You've, you've been talking about size and and, 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 and and some of the challenges he's going to have going all the way back into your training camp reports. But I almost feel like he's not out there at times. And I feel as though he's the one playmaker that we should always know he's out there. 
Yeah, he is. And that's part of the problem. One, because, you know, Nick Sirianni's play sheet, uh, and he always says, um, you know, you have to have call. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Calls for um, your best playmakers. And the player on his play sheet that has more calls than anybody else to get him the football is Devontae Smith. Two things about that. It's not good because he's a rookie, and it tells you how deficient the Eagles are in other spots. But two, and well, if if you want to go back to last year, I'll give you an example because everybody talks about Jalen Rager versus Justin Jefferson. And obviously the Eagles probably should have drafted Justin Jefferson. Not probably. He's a better player. He's a better receiver. They should have drafted him. They were trying to get too cute. They wanted a different type of receiver. And it turns out that Jefferson's just, a really good receiver um, who can play anywhere. The Eagles thought he was a, a slot receiver. All he does is play outside. He, he plays and, and he can go in the slot and dominate from there. So, but what I told people is the assumption he, you know, had the most yardage and I don't know, 50 years for a rookie receiver. Uh, I think it was 1,400 exactly. Um, the assumption that if the Eagles drafted him, that he would get 1,400 yards in that offense last season wasn't happening. He went to a high-volume offense with a quarterback who throws consistently, consistently. And I know people like to, to rip uh, Kirk Cousins. So I just pulled it up. You go back to 2015 in Washington. He threw 70% completions, 4,166 yards. 2016, almost 5,000 yards, 4,917. 2017, 4,000. Again, 2018, 4,300. 2020, last year, 4,300. 2019 was his low watermark, 3,600. That is a high-volume passer. That is a guy with tremendous consistency that can deliver, and when it comes to accuracy, that can deliver the football to receivers. You don't have that here. So if Devontae Smith 
was with that type of quarterback, he'd be putting up big numbers. He's not going to put up big numbers until you get that type of quarterback. Good stuff from John McMullen tonight across the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Don't forget to like, share, and if you're watching uh, and you have not done it yet, subscribe to the Jacob Media YouTube channel. We're zeroing in on 8,000 subscribers. We're about 30 away from 8,000, and we've come a long way from that starting point of 11, Johnny Mac, when it all began Uh, So we continue to thank everyone uh, who continues to like, share, comment, and subscribe here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel presented by Stateside Vodka. Don't forget statesidevodka.com. We've changed the offering where now by using the keyword Jacob, you get 15%. I still get 15%, but you get 15% off of the Stateside Vodka Soda. Four flavors are available in the pack, 15% off the popular vodka soda. That's on uh, statesidevodka.com. John, um, prior to coming on for Football 24-7 tonight, um, you had the phone um, presser uh, with the Lions head coach. Um, How did it sound? How did he sound? How does that team feel being 0-7? Well, nobody's happy being 0-7, but, you know, Dan Campbell. I mean, the Lions, I think people would be surprised that been in a lot of these games that they've lost. They lost one on a 66-yard field goal, 66, the record from the greatest kicker of all time, Justin Tucker, um, at the buzzer, so to speak. They lost the next week, I think, on a 56-yard field goal or they would have won that game. Um, they've been close. They played the Rams really tough, which might be the best team in the NFC. So you always hear they're better than their record. The Lions have been better than their record. Uh, but, you know, I asked Dan Campbell, what do you got to do to get over the hump? And he said, you just got to make that play. That's what a lot of the NFL is about is, is, is one score games. Uh, about finding a way to make that play to turn the loss into a win. And you have to learn how to win, and it's a process, especially with younger players. What's probably most disappointing about the Eagles is they don't have they haven't had enough one score games. So you could say they've been able to win too. Um, probably didn't deserve, as I said, to beat Carolina. They got outplayed, found a way to win the game probably outplayed San Francisco, but lost that game. Um, So that kind of evens out. The one good game they played was the season opener in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. Everything else, they've been blown out. If you're going to be honest and ignore the garbage time, they've been blown out. So that part isn't good. And this team's a little bit more dangerous than you would think by looking at 0-7. That said, they have a ton of injuries. Um, to some good players, Frank Ragnow, people might not know him. He's probably, he might be the best center in football. And we know about centers with Jason Kelsey. Frank Ragnow might be even better than Jason Kelsey. Um, he's out. Uh, both of their starting corners are out. 
So they have a lot of injury issues as well. Um, you got to find a way to beat a team that's 0-7. What Dan Campbell is facing is at some point when you don't win, guys get – it's human nature. They get dejected. Here we go again, waiting for the other shoe to drop, and losing sort of becomes a habit, a self-fulfilling prophecy. That's what's starting to – you're starting to turn – down that negative road in Detroit. But I got to tell you, the Lions are probably looking at this game and saying, okay, we can win this game. This is a game that they think they could win. This is a big one for the Eagles. I, you know, it's tough to say anything's big when you're two and five, but, you know, if, if they play poorly in Detroit and lose to a winless team, then you start talking about Gardner Minshew and all the, negative stuff if they have a horrible first half and find themselves playing from behind the lead way back is Gardner Minshew potentially playing in Detroit on Sunday I don't think so I think the next week would be the first. As you mentioned, Nick Sirianni said uh, Jalen Hurts will take every first-team rep, uh, so they're not planning on it. Now, look, if you're down 24 to nothing, all bets are off. Um, and they might say, well, Gardner's more capable of just you know going back in the pocket, throwing the football. Uh, yeah, but it would have to be something so lopsided uh, otherwise, Jalen's going to get this game, but Jalen's got to win this game. And if, if the Eagles look bad again offensively um, and they lose this game, then you start thinking about, okay, let's look at the other guy. John, what has Jalen <clears throat> been like? I mean, I know so many times from camp up to now, You've always talked about that one intangible that Jalen Hurts always has. Never gets too high, never gets too low. I forget what the phrase is that you've always used to describe his temperature. Um, But is he the same today as he was three weeks ago? Oh, yeah. Never changes. Never, ever changes. I mean, just straight line, man, straight line, Um, which is, you know, part of that is really good. Um, You know, I've always said about Jalen Hurts from pretty much very early on from meeting him, it's rare. It's usually the opposite. You know somebody has the talent to play in the NFL. Uh, you look at Trevor Lawrence as the number one overall pick in Jacksonville. You know he has the talent to play in the NFL. You 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 wonder about the other stuff. Can he be a leader? Um, does he have those intangibles? Will people follow him? Um, will people gravitate towards him? Will people fight for him as a leader on the football field? Um, 
can he handle the pressure being a starting NFL quarterback, all that kind of stuff, all what we call intangibles, which you can't put a number on them. And it drives analytics people crazy. Um, you have to learn about all those quarterbacks. Jalen's the opposite. You knew he had all that stuff. Even as a very, very young man, people naturally gravitate towards him. Teammates love him. Um, they just, you know, root for him. They want to be around him. They want to fight for him. But you don't know if he has the talent to play the position at a high level in the NFL. Um from a passing standpoint, you know he has it from a running standpoint. And to date, you know, it's only seven games. And I'm not going to overreact just like I don't overreact with the head coach or the defensive coordinator. To date, it doesn't look good. Um, can you turn it around? Sure. But, you know, the accuracy is not there. The decision making is not there. Um, and that's what the Eagles value in the quarterback position more than how, anything else. How does it work at practice with Jalen, with the starting quarterback? Is he getting coached up or is he just executing plays? Well, Jim Swartz told me, um, and this is the modern NFL because of the scaled back time, um, the off season, uh, is for teaching, um, training camp is for evaluation and regular season is for preparation. That's what it is. That's what the NFL calendar is. Um, there's a little bit I mean, at the beginning of training camp, you're still in the teaching mode. So there's a little bit of overlap, um, but his point was once you get to the regular season in the NFL, it's all about prep for the next opponent. There's very little time, very little time for developmental, so to speak, portions of practice. Doug Peterson, you know, Deuce Staley is, and we talked to Dan Campbell about that. Deuce Staley and Dave Bipp are obviously out in Detroit on his staff. Stu Staley was in charge of the developmental program under Doug Peterson. They would do a couple, you know, you're not allowed. Remember, you're not allowed to, to, to keep the players on the field over a strict allotment in the CBA. So a lot of these guys on the practice squad, a lot of these younger players, there's not a lot of developmental time. That comes in the offseason, to be honest. It's all about beating the Detroit Lions. That's what this week was about. Last week was about beating the Las Vegas Raiders. It's just what the NFL season is. Football 24-7 with NFL insider John McMullen across the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Johnny Mac, good stuff here on a Wednesday. Will you be uh, back on Burst 365 tomorrow? Are you in tomorrow morning? I am. I will be back with Jody. We got Chris Franklin from uh, NJ.com. We got Dave Burkett uh, from the Detroit Free Press. So we oh, got good uh, stuff. We got Lions preview from their perspective and 
We got a great Eagles beat guy on Birds 365. Great stuff from John McMullen. Doing great work here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Johnny Mac, good stuff again uh, to everybody uh, watching, liking, subscribing, sharing, and continuing to be part of the Jacob Media Network. We say thank you to you, and we'll see you next time. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.